Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. You're listening to Guestimators, the game show where guesswork beats Google. I'm Andy Bush, and every week we explore the British public's opinions on important questions like what condiment couldn't you live without, ketchup or mayonnaise, stuff like that. This week we're delighted to be joined by stand-up comedian, writer and actor Nick Helm. Uh, Nick was BAFTA nominated for short film Elephant, which he co-wrote, directed and starred in, and across the years has taken multiple mega-hit shows to the Edinburgh Fringe, including award-nominated Dare to Dream and the completely sold-out This Means War. And his brand new super fun good time show will be touring the uk from next month we'll talk about that in a little bit as well nick welcome to guesstimators hello good to have you on are you a, are you a regular quizzer are you a good quizzer nick um no i don't i mm, i've watched a lot of quizzes <laughs> no do you know what i watched a lot of uh, who wants to be a millionaire during lockdown and the chase oh wow and we uh, we got into a routine where we watched that every night and it kind of got us through the pandemic um yeah and i used to do like pub quizzes before a pubs became just a place for work. So it was like, um, yeah. So yeah, I suppose I, I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, the long answer is that I wouldn't really consider myself to be one. You wouldn't give it the big one about being a, a big quizzer? No. Um, if there was, you had a specialist subject, uh, Nick, what would it be? As in a specialist subject? For like, or if like, you like you're a, a mastermind. Like, yeah, well, my, I was on mastermind. Were you? So my specialist subject was Alice Cooper. Oh wow, that's a good uh, specialist subject. Because I, because I love him. You actually properly. I'm obsessed. Really? Tell me, tell me something interesting. Tell us something interesting about Alice Cooper that we might not know. That you might not know. Hmm, we well, probably wouldn't know. Well, his real name's Vincent Fernier. Wow, that is a uh, that's a quite a change up from Alice Cooper, isn't it? It is, but also it's weird that he changed it away from Vincent because his his hero is Vincent Price. <laughs> Oh, I see. And so it's like, why would you change it? But then he changed it to Alice. Well, the band was called Alice. Okay. Until 1974. And then when they split up, he changed his name by deed poll to Alice. So that when he released single, like solo albums. Yeah. He could still do all of their back catalog. <laughs> He's a I businessman as well. That is so dark. Have you got <laughs> any good Alice Cooper like merch or stuff? or yeah, loads. I've, yeah, and I've met him three times. Have you? Is he a nice fellow? Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 he is. Well, I mean, when I say I met him three times, I was, uh, I met him twice when I was working the red carpet. Okay. And once when I was a fan amongst about a thousand fans that were all like queuing up to meet him. Oh, I've never done one of those meet and greet things where you, we have something signed by him, right? Yeah. So what, what was that like? It was, it, well, I didn't know. Oh God, do you, do you want to Have I got, can I tell you? Of course you can, in yeah. In 2005, I was living in Brighton and, <laughs> and the girl that I went to university with who broke my heart, uh, she came back to me, right? And we weren't going out, but we'd become friends again. And so we went down to the Brighton Centre to see... Uh, 
uh, Twisted Sister and Alice Cooper, and Twisted Sister was supporting Alice Cooper, and we were all listening to Twisted Sister. Me and my mates and uh, my ex-girlfriend had come along because we all went to university together, and we went to see Twisted Sister, and they were incredible, right? <laughs> and then in the interval, while we were waiting for Alice Cooper to come on, my ex-girlfriend asked me back out again, wow. and then I said yes, and we were all like, whoa. And then at the <laughs> end of it, my friend who got us the tickets turned around and said, we've got backstage passes to Alice Cooper, and it was exactly like Wayne's World, where we were like, <laughs> where it was just me and him, and we had these plastic, uh, like, what do you call them? Lanyards. Lanyards. And then we went all the way backstage, and uh, and there were like loads of people in this like holding cell where they were all meeting Alice Cooper. Like everyone was like mingling. He wasn't there yet. And then all of a sudden, this hush came across the crowd, and like the hair on the back of your head stood up. He, like, knew, he knew he was in the room. He was in the room. You couldn't see him because he's like five foot seven or whatever. But like, but you could, you knew that he was there. And then everyone queued up, and then we went up. And uh, as we queued up, you get closer and closer and closer, and you get more and more nervous. And then when I got there. Um, he, he did a photo with me and my mate Ollie and, uh, and he put his arms around us and I stop. I, I lose the ability to listen. I can't hear it. And he, uh, he says, uh, he, I said, oh my God, I'm such a big fan. You're, you're, my, you're my biggest hero of all time. And then I go, well, you and Bruce Campbell, right? <laughs> And Bruce Campbell was the star of the is the star of the Evil Dead films, and, right. uh, and Alice Cooper starts telling me an anecdote about how his daughter has just worked with Bruce Campbell, and I turn around and I go, "I'm so sorry." In the moment, I got so excited I forgot to listen to you, <laughs> <laughs> and he just looks at me like I felt. <laughs> and then guy? we get moved along, um, and then and then someone else was getting seen exactly next, and I pushed in and I said, "I just want to say thanks." <laughs> And then we left, and then we were stood there, and all these people were there, including someone that was dressed up as Alice Cooper. Brilliant. And my mate said, um, well, what should we do? Should we wait? And I said, well, it's not going to get any better than that, is it? We're not going to get invited on the bus. <laughs> so we just left, and then we walked through Brighton, and we told everyone that we bumped into in the streets that we'd met Alice Cooper. It was amazing. You've been touched by Alice Cooper? Yeah, literally. There's a photo of it as well, where we all look like melted candles. But, like, it's like, it, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, well, listen, we're here for one reason and one reason only. Uh, so let's start quizzing after a recap of how it all works with Matt Cutler, a.k.a. The Statman. Thank you, Bush. Welcome to the show, Nick. So this is how Guestimators works. We've compiled a group of people from across Britain representing a range of ages, backgrounds and interests. We call them the Guestination. We ask the Guestination a series of slightly left-field questions with no correct answer. Right. Your job is to work out what their most common answers were. Okay. It's as simple as that. I can do that. Great. Any questions yeah. before we start? Not big ones. Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there'll be three rounds. I'll take your answers, and it's you versus, you versus Bush. Okay. Bring it on. This week's Guestimators quiz is called Conductors, Cappuccinos, and Culinary Timings. Okay. A little, little clue there. That's right away. And round one, we're going to be talking about one of the British public's oldest methods of transport, the bus. So, the destination were told they could only sit in one section of a double-decker bus for the rest of their life when taking said transport. Mm. There were four options. Bottom deck, front. Bottom deck, back. Top deck, front. Top deck, back. Mm. And question one, uh -huh. did more people choose to sit on the top deck or the bottom deck? Before we even get into that, Nick, if you're on an empty double-decker bus, where are you sitting just out of instinct? If it's empty, yeah, um, out of instinct. Out of instinct. Well, in I'm, I'm older now, so right. it would be by the door. So <laughs> really, down, down the bottom, right down the front where the old well, ladies. I sit. only travel up Holloway Road, so it's like you know, I go there and then I get off. Get on, get off. So your 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 uh, bus position is more a thing of convenience. Yeah, than, minimum you know. interactions. But if it was like a long haul from north to south. <laughs> 
it would obviously be top deck front. Top deck front, pretend to drive. Yeah, but that's the same on the DLR. Right. Isn't it? If you don't live in London, that's like um, where the tube becomes like a noddy train. <laughs> and, and then you sit at the front of that and it's like you're on your own personal roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, the, I mean, if you're visiting London, go to the DLR and sit on the front of the DLR. You can look out the windows. Um, I'm talking to your audience. <laughs> Have <laughs> a little chat with them there. I'm just letting them know. I didn't want to make it too London. I've just been in Yorkshire for four days, one day in Cumbria. Um, and I didn't want to make it too London-centric because they hate it up there. Um, yeah, top, top, top front, isn't it? Top it's front. It's like being in a ride. I quite like the little cocoon Apollo 13 seat you get around the back of the driver. You, you ever, ever go in that one? Um, Little yeah, booth. Yeah, but you get the same on the top deck uh, behind the stairwell, uh-huh. where you can kind of like have your own kind of, you're not staring at the back of someone's head. Do you miss the days of when the bus drivers used to have what appeared to be like a, a World War II periscope? This is a really good format, isn't it? Because it's like a game, <laughs> but it's also like uh, getting to know you type thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I miss the periscope, because if you were sat on those front top deck front <laughs> seats, you had you could see the driver's like nose and eyes. Yes, you could. Yeah, but, but yeah, right, okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that if you sit at the top at the front, then you have the added excitement of when you go under those bridges. Yeah. And then it's like, are we going to make it or not? Because <laughs> you never quite know. I think, I th- but I think definitely the answer is top row front. As soon as you think about where you... If you've got four options on the bus, where would you sit? It'd be top front. So uh, people choose to sit on the top deck or the bottom deck overall, which is question top, one. You're going to go top deck, hundred percent. I'm going to say top as well because it's like a it's a bit of a treat. If it was a, if it was a single decker school bus or something like that, you sit at the back. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 But if it's a double deck, you sit at the front because it's the most excitement that you're going to get all day. I think if you, you're on a single decker bus and you sit at the front, you're one of those kids that would have got um, travel sickness on the way to Thorpe Park. Sure, right. Do you know what I mean? Stands the dinner And lady. if you've got travel sickness, don't go to Thorpe Park. It's just going <laughs> to it's it's get worse. Gonna make it worse. <laughs> what a terrible day. <laughs> Filled with fun and vomit. <laughs> Bin bag on your lap. So we'll lock that in for question one then, Matt. We're, we're both one. going top. Two tops. Okay, second question. You probably saw this coming. What was the most common section chosen? Front. It's definitely front top. Front. front top. Yeah, definitely. Front top. Bottom deck. What's your argument for anything else? I'm just trying to think. Cause, so let's go through the... the, the are we uh, head to head or are we doing this together? It's kind of head to head but also a, uh, an undercurrent of cooperation. Okay, well, just write top front and then we'll... <laughs> no, no, no. Why would it be anywhere else? Well, I'll t- I tell you, I've got an um, opinion on this. When I was growing up as a kid in Birmingham, the cool kids sat at the top at the back, smoking fags. Top back. And, you know, it was like, that's where the cool kids are. And it's and there was an undertone of that you might also get stabbed if you go back there. Right, but if you were smoking fags on uh, the back of it, was that back when you could smoke on buses? No. Oh, right, okay. Because the cause the stairs used to be at the back of the bus, didn't they? they oh, used yeah, yeah, to be like yeah, a spiral yeah. staircase. Yeah. When the buses were, were half metal, half wood. Do you remember <laughs> when they had, like, wooden yeah. floors? Yeah. Oh, my God, we're old. I'm, sorry, I'm old. But they had wooden floors. There was wooden escalators in the tubes as well. Um, and you could smoke down there. What could go wrong? And the wooden escalators in the tube is just crazy, isn't crazy. it? And the smoking as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine smoking on the way up a wooden escalator. Yeah. Really bizarre. But, you know, Going back to the old old look trains and old look buses, I mean, I remember back in the day where the the, the bottom deck back used to have those seats where you're facing each other. Awful. I was all who you don't want to face to face with someone first. I've just done that for three hours coming back on a train from Manchester. I oh, really just directly staring into the whites yeah, of a stranger's awful. eyes. Awful. It's not good, is it? Awful. 
Do you, do you ever go on those trains? Sorry for the train train chat here, but That's do you right. ever go on those train carriages that used to have up north back in the day, where you would have, you'd slide a door into like almost your own cabin and you're facing other people? No. I used to go on those. What, like Poirot? A little bit like Poirot. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm 43. <laughs> I'm not. Not that old. <laughs> okay, so sorry, Matt. We, di- we digress. So, yeah. common section, you're going, you're going top, uh, yeah, front. Top, front. I'm going to go top, back. No. I'm going to go along with the, with the cutler. Do you know what, though? Now I think about it. Top back, you can kind of like see where the danger is coming from. Yes. Whereas I am just kind of like an innocent child looking out of a window, <laughs> trusting everyone around me. In wonder, pure wonderment. Yeah. And maybe it's because I was a lonely child that I was just thinking maybe if I was at the front, I can be avoided, like I can avoid all sort of interactions with people and just stare out the window. Maybe that was it. I do think so. It's top front, but yeah, maybe top back. Do, do tell us, uh, Nick, you, before we started recording, you, you gave us an amazing uh, strap line, uh, 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 dis- uh, like description of guesstimators. What was it? Was it uh, <laughs> it's not just a quiz. Yeah, it's a character study. Oh, yeah, it's not just a. The thing I like about guesstimators is that it's not just a quiz, right? It's like a character study. Because only a couple of minutes in, we're talking about your loneliness <laughs> of your childhood, looking out through the top deck window. Yeah. So there you go. You're, you're kind of right. Um, okay, so question number three. So Matthew. question number three, last question of the round. What was the least commonly chosen section of the bus of the four? Bottom front. I'm going to go bottom front as well. Or front bottom. <laughs> That's an entirely different bus trip. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> yeah, I think bottom front is old lady or uh, motion sickness. Or it's full. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every, everyone has filled up the top front, the top back, the yeah. bottom, the bottom back, and then all that's left is there. I also don't like the the if you if you're sitting in those seats, they're priority seats. So you've then got to try and work out whether someone's old, infirm, or pregnant. Yeah, I don't I, like those odds. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tough call. So yeah, we're we're locking that answer. Thank you, Matthew. Okay, great. So the results are in for round one. Uh, Nick, you took the round with a two out of three. That was a good performance. Bush, you got a one. Oh, uh, three. Oh, wow. Okay. So there were more tops than bottoms in the uh, guestination. Might have to rephrase that one. Um, <laughs> the most commonly chosen answer was top deck front. You were yeah, very course. convinced about that and you, you, know, you were bang on. But the least common answer was top deck back. So I went for that as. Did I, what did I, I got you, that? Uh, you went for that as the most chosen. That's crazy, isn't it? What was top I thinking? Deck, top deck back is the least. Least I find chosen. that weird, but I suppose the reason would be that. Y- you're probably trapped, aren't you? That's like the, that's the most trapped you are on the bus. Yeah. Also, also in our uh, destination, there's a range of ages and demographics. So there's, uh, maybe some older people who just can't, can't be asked be to take the stairs. Yeah. Can't be asked to do can't it. Can't be bothered. That's what happens when you get old, though, isn't it? You get less and less bothered. <laughs> <laughs> can't be asked to do anything. Okay. So that's that's fair enough. And then. Uh, yeah. Question three. So yeah, no, sorry. Question three. The most it was yeah. Top deck back was the least commonly answered. Uh, Section of the bus. So, end of round one, Bush, you're on a one out of three, and Nick, you're on a two out of three. I get it. I get it. Strong start. Right, yeah. Um, you get nothing from just answering it completely correctly straight out of the gates. Um, no. Not <laughs> it's, a, it's a long quiz. Maybe that's a format problem. Maybe you can like, work that into the rest. <laughs> you're thinking, what, a prize? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Maybe just like a mini egg or something. We should, we could have confectionery on the go whilst we just break off snacks like a zookeeper and give to Nick as we're talking. Um, I don't like the zookeeper thing, but everything else is, is fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, before we get into round two, if you're listening and didn't play this quiz we're doing with Nick right now, make sure you sign up at guestimators.com. Every Monday morning, the quiz will land in your email inbox to play, and you have three days to complete it. This podcast right here is then the first place to hear the answers and whether you top the weekly leaderboard. We'll find that out very soon. You can find all our historic quizzes on guestimators.com too, so you can test yourself if you've missed any. Statman Matt, back over to you for round two. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thanks, Bush. So in round two, we're going to be talking about a place known for La Dolce Vita. The destination we're asked to name the best Italian of all time. Simple. Name the best Italian of all time. So, Nick, we'll give you a bit of background here. So we did this type of question once before when we asked the destination to name the best Irish person of all time. Mm. And Roy Bono. <laughs> no, no, Bono was Bono wasn't even in the mix. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying Sorry. that for Nick. <laughs> but, but a lot of people guessed. A lot of people guessed it. Well, guess Bono. Yeah, I guess Bono. Idiots. <laughs> but anyway, so it, it was Roy Keane. The edge, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was Roy Keane. Roy Keane, the footballer, came out on top. Um, okay, just, right. Just, that that's just a bit sense. of information that could be relevant. That could be irrelevant. I'm just just no, letting you know. That does make sense, right? I'm not into football, so that is like a thing. Well. Yeah. That's good for the moment because I'll give you a clue. The most common answer isn't a footballer this time. Okay. okay. So you don't need to worry about that. Don't need to worry about that until question two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so question one's easy. Who was the most picked person when asked the best Italian of all time? Who was the most picked person? Of all time. You got a favourite Italian, Nick? I love them all. Pretty much all of them. All of them. But what would the public, and this is the question, isn't it? What would the public pick as the best Italian? Um, now I'm thinking... Is he Spanish? <laughs> the one, the person that's in your head? Yeah. Who, who have you got in your head? Because I went to visit uh, Venice and there was an exhibition on, what was it? Is pa- Picasso? I think he's Spanish. Yeah, right, okay. So who was his Italian mate? That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I went to see a Picasso exhibition in, in, in Italy. That's All the way to Italy to watch a, see a Picasso yeah, exhibition. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then it will probably be Julius Caesar, right? He must have been Italian. <laughs> I think he probably was, yeah. He's Italian, he wasn't was he? Italian, yeah. He's like the most famous Italian that ever lived, right? Is he the best, though? Yeah, because he's the most famous. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's the criteria. If, if uh, Yeah. No, being famous doesn't necessarily mean you're the best. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good uh, rule of thumb, actually. <laughs> no, I've learned that in my industry. <laughs> I'm going to go for Leonardo da Vinci. Ooh. Mate, he invented loads of stuff. Leonardo da Vinci, yeah. I, as Italians go, he's probably a bit more famous than Pablo Picasso, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. Do you know what? Yeah, of course it is. It's got to be, right? 
Well, you never know. How how was uh, you went to Venice, right? Where's Where's Galileo from? He's Greek. Is he Greek? I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm just going to say I don't know. I don't know one Italian person. Now. I'm just embarrassing myself. I might be wrong with Galileo. Maybe. Galileo no, is Italian. Is Italian born in Pisa? Well oh, yeah. done, Nick. Of Sorry, course, apologies. Of course, Galileo born in Pisa. Yeah. What did, What did he do? Forgive me. What did he do? He was. Wasn't he something to do with the um, the uh, planets? Yeah. He 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 watched the stars and he kind of like worked out the. <laughs> You've all gone quiet and you're all looking at me <laughs> and I'm like running Help. out of words here. I saw a play about him at the National Theatre when I was 10, right? Yeah. And I think, didn't he work out kind of like the way that the stars and the planets moved around each other in the solar system? And then he got persecuted for it because uh, because they thought it was like witchcraft. Oh, because they were like flat earth type people and they mm. thought this is ridiculous. Oh, wow. Well, you've been to see a Galileo thing when you were 10 years old. I'm very well cultured. People, people think I'm all shouty and sweary, but I just do that to entertain people. Some people. <laughs> Some people. Well, you're going Galileo, I go Da Vinci. So we're going for two old classics there. Okay, lock those in. Um, uh oh. Uh oh, Nick, you might need your uh, phone. For this I one. don't think I really landed on Galileo. I, oh, okay. Whoa, okay. I, mean, I think you're right. I think it might be. If it's going to be anyone, it's not going to be. The average person on the street is going to say Leonardo da Vinci before they get to Galileo, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought Galileo was Greek. So. I mean, it might be Mario, right? It could be. The most famous of all Italians. Oh, my God, that's a very good mm. point. So, what are you going to go for, Nick? I'm not going to go for Mario. <laughs> that's That's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a hate crime, right? <laughs> so I'll go with Leonardo da Vinci. Both going for da Vinci. Da Vinci. Well, no, uh, uh, is it better to hedge our bets and come up with something else? Well, we're, we're working against each other. So at the end of the day, Nick, so you go with whatever you want. Mm. Whatever you want to go for. Mm. Mm. But wouldn't you be gutted if it turned out to be Galileo? And that 10-year-old <laughs> yeah. you, that whole thing was just building you up for this moment and getting that question right. Have you let it slip through your hands? I think it's, uh, this is, this is I'm bad. right in Nick's head now. This is bad radio. Just <laughs> quiet um, well, we can't both have the same one. You, you can. Well, you can. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's, I think it's Luna, <laughs> but I'm just basically. I did so well with that bus one. Is the thing. Yeah. And now I'm just copying it. <laughs> we, we can come back to it at the end if you want. No. Let's do it. Um, I'll say uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Okay, and to, to emphasise that, Nick, Nick has drawn um, some angles and stuff some on his up, upside down paper. ice cream cones because I'm sort of. Um... It's what Leonardo, some like Leonardo might have sketched back in the day when he's des- designing stuff. Yeah, kind of. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's like a what's the one that's like ice cream but not ice cream? Uh, um, gelato. Yeah, which is about as Italian as it is. <laughs> That brings us back. So that brings us back. Double Da Vinci for that first one. Fine. So question two, um, I did say the top answer wasn't a footballer, but I want you to tell me who was the most picked footballer. And if you're not a football fan, Nick, you're welcome to use your phone or um, Canva's opinion of the room. My or... phone is on the other side of the room. <laughs> um, Can you, you ever been into football at all, Nick? Or I've never been into football. But ever like like cheered at World Cup games on the telly or anything like that? I've seen I've seen football. I used to work in pubs. Right. And the reason I was so good, I worked in a sports bar. The reason I was so good was because I didn't care about the sport. I just was just <laughs> focused on pouring pints for people, and I was really good at it. Um, 
Yeah, name an Italian footballer. I was going to go for Roberto Baggio. Yeah, that's exactly. Do you know what? Is that the one you were going to go for? That's exactly the one I was going to go for. So weird, isn't it? Yeah. Who'd have thought? Double Baggio. Why why is he so good? He was just an amazing uh, striker and uh, was good in uh, one of the World Cups, did a great celebration, which was quite iconic. Had a brilliant rat's tail of hair as well, which was a lovely look. Right. Uh, it was at the USA 94 yeah. World Cup. He was. He missed a penalty, didn't he, in that final, I think. Oh, yeah. So he went from hero to villain. Yeah. I'm going to say for my first answer, Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> for, as the best Italian? Yeah. Have you seen the film? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, he's good. Oh, is it like... So what is it? A guy called something Ferrari? Yeah. Is that what the team's named after? What What team? The Formula One team. Yeah, the cars. I just thought it was a, a name of a thing. I didn't realise it was a guy. <laughs> it's a dude. Is it? Yeah, Adam Driver. But like, who? he plays someone called someone Ferrari, innit? Yeah. Well, I didn't even know that. Ferrari was a guy. I like, was... Ford was a guy. Uh, yeah, I knew that about Ford, but not Did necessarily you? about... Did you? Because you feel like you're blagging it. <laughs> Barry Ford. That's yeah. it. Barry Ford and the Ford company. And Ian Ferrari. <laughs> Ian Ferrari. Right. Barry Ford, Ian Ferrari, head to head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it a good film, though? It's supposed to be good. I liked it. Okay, so you're changing it to something Ferrari. Yeah. Well, I might as well. Do it. Fine. Right, so you that's my f- first one, but I don't know about football. But I'm just going to say... Come on, name another footballer. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Pirlo or... Pirlo, yeah. yeah. That's producer Will's voice for listeners. All right. Well, let's, um, let's edit around, then. <laughs> uh, uh, Pirlo? Pirlo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's a great he's a great player. What's the name? Great think, player. Well, he's the one that jumps out the most at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Do you know what I mean, cool. out of all of the ones that I can think of, I think probably it's Perlo. Perlo, yeah. Oh, nice, very convincing. Okay, so we'll lock those in. So Roberto Baggio and I think Andrea Perlo is his first name. I'm gonna go with Nick that, will anyway. know, but it's fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, question three: With the majority of people chosen dead or alive? Oh, that is a real good question, isn't it? Is Gary Ferrari still alive, the man behind the Ferrari team in the movie you watched? I don't know about Stuart Ferrari. <laughs> um, um, oh, right, the majority of the people, the people, what their responses are the majority, because the majority of people are dead, aren't they? Overall, I would say, well, that's a really good point. I in don't know. In the history of the earth, aren't they? They yeah. must be. We must have, uh, they must be edging it. Or is it like 50-50? Imagine if it was 50. Because it's six, because there was a time when there was very few people on the earth. And yeah. now there's like seven or eight billion. That's maybe. a good point, because the, the population is going through the roof. Yeah. So that surely that's going to exceed people that have already yeah. been chalked off. There weren't a billion people alive for the first, what, 10,000 years? A couple of hundred existed. or so, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, you know. That's a good, that's that is a really good point. We never thought about it that. It is before. a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just as well you've got me on. Um, <laughs> um, Ferrari, news yeah. just in, uh, he, he died in 1988. Yeah, of course. You know, they didn't show that in the film. (laughs) But um, I think uh, I think the majority of people, in terms of like famous famous Italians, I think the majority of famous people that mm, I think they're probably dead. I'm going to go dead as well. I think dead. Dead. Double dead. Uh, Right. Well, we're locking that in then. So fine. So you're both gone for dead. Dead. Um, Yeah. Last question of this round. So we uh, someone actually did say Mario. You were you were right about that. I didn't want to say Mario because I feel bad for Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> being constantly overlooked by his elder brother. Yeah. And also, we were talking about this the other day, they're called the Mario Brothers, but that's his first name, so his name's Mario Mario. Yes. As, yes. It's really confusing. Yeah. Well, that's not confusing, is it? 
So what, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario? Yeah, that's, why is that confusing? Why, is they, why are they named him twice, though? Because he's great. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good he's point. so great. <laughs> they named him twice. He's a great plumber. He's, he's a brilliant plumber. He's really good. He's good. Well, one person on the Guestination picked Super Mario. Before I ask you this question, they're going to tell us why they picked Mario. So let's see whether your, whether your logic was bang on. Hi, Andy. Hi, Matt. My name's Lindsay from Worcestershire. Best Italian of all time has to be Super Mario. Uh, a few reasons, really. First being he's a plumber, a reliable plumber, which you don't get very often. Uh, secondly, he's quite easy on the eye, I'd say. They're striking blue eyes, that handlebar moustache. Um, last of all is that younger, taller Italian brother he has. So if all else goes wrong with Mario, you've always got that as your fullback. Wow. Well, great. Um, I don't know how reliable of a plumber he is, though. <laughs> he's literally always... <laughs> going off to Magic Kingdoms, not plumbing. So, I've never heard anyone say that they find uh, Mario, Super Mario attractive before. Well, I don't know, because people found Bob Hoskins attractive, didn't they? And he played Super Mario. That's a good and point. And then Chris Pratt was Mario recently, and uh, and he's very attractive, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, Is it maybe... Chris Pratt or Chris Pine or Chris Evans? One of the Chris's. You mean in the animated version? In of the it? Anima- I didn't see it. It was a good film. It was it? A really good film. You're the only person I've ever met that said that. <laughs> Barry Norman over here. It's Chris Pratt. Was it Chris Pratt? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but well, I the... haven't done an extensive survey on it. It does look fun. It is fun. It's it looked fun. better than the Sonic movie. Oh yeah, the Sonic one doesn't look very good. So there, there was a question here. So we do apologise. We so we heard Lindsay from Worcestershire give her reasoning for why she picked Super Mario. But I want you to tell me. What did Lindsay from Worcestershire pick as the place to sit on the bus in the previous question? Wow. <laughs> Call back. Front, it'd be top back. <laughs> I mean, I think that of the best Italians, of the best Italians of all time, she's picked an, a computer, <laughs> a computer animated plumber Invented by a Japanese company. I mean, it's offensive, I think. And I think she'll be wrong about a lot of her answers. <laughs> so you're doubting Lindsay's credentials there. I'm, I'm going to go for um, the, the, the bottom front, sat by the driver. You know, she's got a backup plan, hasn't she? Because she's going to pivot to Luigi if it doesn't work out with Mario. Mm. I feel like she needs to be near, near an exit. It's yeah, that kind right. of vibe. I see what you mean, yeah. Bottom front for me. And also, front. she needs a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So lock those in. Um, Bush, you took that round two to one. So you got Whoa. two answers right. Nick, you only got one there. Um, it was it was Da Vinci was the most <coughs> most commonly picked Italian. Of course, it was Da Vinci though. Of course. Yeah, I guess he was kind of. You know, he did a load of good stuff. What did he invent, Da Vinci? Helicopter. Yeah, did helicopter. he? Yeah, he did the uh, what's it called, Etruvian Man. He did, uh, he did uh, the Mona Lisa. You know, he kind of did a lot of work on perspective. If he invented at, perspective. If you look, well, he didn't invent perspective, but if you look at the Mona Lisa, he does all sorts of weird stuff with the background where the, uh, the background doesn't line up with each other. Mm. It, and so that was one of my favourite bits of, of technical drawing at school was drawing an X in the middle of a bit of paper and then doing lines with your ruler to make yeah. it look like a wall that was fading into distance. Right, yeah. So well, that's what da Vinci would have um, He'd been all over He'd been all over that. Yeah, He'd probably muck the lines up just to mess with your head a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. He invented a machine that could turn lead into gold. Um, really? That, that, that might have just been from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 
um, <laughs> Hudson Hawk. But he did invent a plane. He, he's kind of like the guy that kind of like first experimented with like air travel and stuff. Do you reckon there's loads of stuff that he invented that was just crap that never got anywhere? Yeah, like so an old soda stream or you know yeah. like the original. Well, an old soda stream. I well, mean, he would be. <laughs> I, I mean, that's an amazing invention. <laughs> That would have been good back in the, You're that era, wouldn't it? You're thinking about like all of this stuff that you find in like a car boot saying, "Oh, he's another Da Vinci soda stream maker," but the original one would have been incredible. Imagine that from back in the day. Yeah, of course. You've made, you've turned, you've turned still water into sparkling water. Leonardo, this is unbelievable. You've carbonated water. We invented champagne that way, right? Being an Italian, or champagne. Where's champagne? Is that Germany? Is it? I, don't, I got it wrong. Last. Is it France? Where's the area champagne? The Champagne region. Yeah, is it France? I feel like it, it might be France. It's got to be French, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But is it on some sort of border? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Um, all of these, if you, if all of these rounds were about films, I'd know every single answer. <laughs> well, th- thank you for stalling that. I've actually got the top five now. So Da Vinci came out on top. Um, it was a joint Ferrari. second answer. Ferrari. Michelangelo in joint second with Raphael and Donatello <laughs> <laughs> and, and Spike or Splinter or what he's called. Splinter with um, Paolo Maldini. Do you know who Paolo Maldini is Nick? Of course, of course. T- t- tell everyone though. So he's that footballer. He's isn't that he? footballer. Yeah, he's the footballer. Uh, yeah. So Paolo Maldini was uh, the most picked footballer. It was actually joint second with him and Michelangelo. Right, and then after that. Pavarotti and Julius Caesar. Oh, well, top oh, five is good. I can't believe I couldn't think of any of the three tenors. Pavarotti, I can't believe I didn't even think Pavarotti, of that. Pavarotti, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, funnily enough, someone did pick Picasso. Yeah, right. Yeah, but <laughs> so there's confusion about that. I think, I think a lot of his paintings are in Italy. <laughs> that'll be it. Well, that's that'll what it is. It. That's the confusion. Um, and so you were both correct. Um, more people picked dead people than alive people. In fact, 75% of the people who were chosen were dead. And wow. of course he's Spanish. <laughs> of course he is. It's still affecting Nick that particular. I, no, it's really annoyed me. I've met my my mum and my sister went to Barcelona without me, and they went to another Pablo Picasso thing, and, and so I'm kind of I've blocked that period of my life out. But, uh, Not just a quiz; it's a character study. <laughs> it's fine. We're working through this. We're working through this. I'm working through it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and the answer to the last question. So Lindsay from Worcestershire uh, picked top deck front. So she was actually the most common. She picked the most common answer as well for that. She'd right. be sat up there with you if you were on the bus yeah. to Holloway Roads there, Nick. Um, she wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Playing on a Game Boy, maybe. I would have. Been, I, w- I would have. If it was up Holloway Road, I would have been. I would have been by the door. Okay. Okay. Um, so that means um, you're both on three. Uh-huh. Going into the last round, so there's all to play for. Okay. What a cliffhanger. This uh, is good. This is good. You're doing well. Uh, and uh, obviously, films have, have kind of bubbled up quite a lot through uh, this episode so far, Nick. Uh, and you used to run the film quiz podcast with one of our previous guests, Hugh Davis. I into quizzes, and I said, not really. And I used to do a film quiz. <laughs> well, tell us about that, because you obviously, you, do you like films, right? Obviously, it's, it's, you're passionate about them and everything like that? Yeah, but I think it's actually... Um, a mental disorder. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning quite a lot about myself at the moment. How was it? How was obsessed, it doing a film? Because obviously we had we had huge on the uh, on the uh, podcast, right. and he's a you know he's a, he's a crazy character. What was it like doing a um, a, a kind of a film quiz podcast with him? Oh, I I I picked him. Did you? I uh, um I did a gig with him last year, and I just thought he was amazing. Yeah, he's I brilliant. Think, I think he is. I think he is amazing. Uh, but in terms of on stage energy, yeah, we like really complement each other. 
And so he, yeah, it was it was absolutely, because the quiz was the quiz. The quiz was just sort of like, these are the questions and these are the answers. But me and him together, we kind of like absolutely destroyed the quiz <laughs> and made it a complete waste of time for everyone involved. And we were both very proud of that. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, well, tell us about the Super Fun Good Time show. So you're touring from... Uh, is it end of March? End of March. We're doing three dates in Scotland and then it starts properly um, uh, after Easter. So we're doing three dates before Easter. End of March and then it goes all the way till beginning of June. And it's going to be a super fun good time for everyone involved. How many nights will that be over the tour? So you guys work hard. I think it's 38, but I think that we, um, as soon as you announce dates, people say, why aren't you doing Leicester? Right. And you go, oh yeah, we haven't done Leicester. <laughs> so then you like, we're going to see that adding some dates in and stuff. So You told us be before nice. we started recording that um, obviously you, you've, you've just been to you do some gigs in Yorkshire and public transport was a bit of a nightmare, but you don't drive. Mm. Uh, how are you going to be travelling around? Will it be in a Nick Helm uh, tour bus or van? Or yeah, something? I've got uh, me and uh, I had a tech in 2019 called Aaron, uh, who we met. Uh, we met on that project, Phoenix from the Flames, and then we did the tour together. I, when, because um, uh, you make all of your money, really, through touring, I suppose, uh, you can either have, I was told, you can either have a tech right, or you can have a support act. Okay. All right? And uh, I can. I have got no problem talking, so I don't. I, so I'm just like, right. Well, I'll get a tech because when you get a tech, they're the same tech every day. But when you're travelling around the country without a tech, yeah. you have to get to the venue and explain to them uh, yeah, like yeah. what all of the lighting cues are. So you're at the theatre at like two o'clock for the rest of the day, and if you have a tech, they can get on with that, and then you can have a nap, and then you can do the show, and it makes it a bit more bearable. So you don't worry about you're not bothered about the support thing. Then I, I I I am having a change of heart on that decision uh, more recently because I do actually see it as an opportunity to showcase new talent. Right, I see. But in terms of the financial things, it's actually better off for me to spend that money on a tech so that we can do all the lighting that I want to do. Yeah. But it's... in an ideal world, I'd have a support act where you can kind of like shine a light on someone local. Or a support act that happens to be tech. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I had that with David Trent. Oh, David really? Trent was my best friend, is my best friend, but um, but also he was a tech and he was my sport act. But his show was more technical than my show <laughs> and it meant that we were getting to the venue so early so that he could do all of his tech getting and then I would maybe do a mic check which takes like 30 seconds and then we'd let the audience in and the days were like 12 hours long before oh, you even did a show. So. <laughs> well, love that. Well, listen, um, where can people go and get tickets, by the way, for the for the tour? Uh, they can go on my website, which is uh, nickhelm.co.uk, I think, maybe, um, uh, or just Nick Helm Tour. Google Nick Helm Tour tickets and then you can get tickets. I'm going almost everywhere. I'm going as many places as I can and if I'm not coming to you, then we might add some. <laughs> point it out to him and we'll sort it out point it out to me right then time for our final round uh, what do you have for us Statman Matt round I, I will say that actually when people request places to go that does backfire <laughs> because we added Exeter on the end of the Phoenix from the Flames tour to, uh, there was a couple in Exeter that said why aren't you coming to Exeter yeah so we added Exeter we, were, we went to Exeter because we added it so late it was oh. the last date on the tour 
and uh, the two people that had requested me, it was raining. It was in extra, which was like a four, five hour drive there. Yeah. We did the gig. It was half full. And the two people that had requested it had both got diarrhea that night. So oh. they didn't come. <laughs> and then it was a five hour journey. But it was the biggest way. Like we finished in London and then we did Exeter. That's a terrible have, bit of tour planning. I could have that. walked home from the game, but then we did Exeter. It was the worst. So maybe I'm not going to add any extra dates, actually, guys. <laughs> He's just reversed out of that particular offer. Okay, fair enough. All right, Stammer Matt, round three. Let's do this. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Okay, round three is all about breakfast, lunch and dinner, but more specifically what time we have them. The destination were told that every day from this point forward, they had to eat those three meals at a specific time, but they could choose the time. Okay? Okay. I want you to tell me, well, three questions in this round. What was the most common answer for breakfast, lunch and dinner? Three answers. What time do you eat your uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner, Nick? Let's start with breakfast. I don't. I don't eat breakfast. Oh, you're one of those guys, are you? Yeah. Is that a, a way of life, or just can't get organised? Um, I just don't get hungry in the morning. Okay. And also, I find that I work better when I'm when I'm empty. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have breakfast. You've got no concept of breakfast, pretty much. I, I mean, I have had breakfast, but I. <laughs> but if I ever go to a B and B, I normally just have a B. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? So you don't? Oh, yeah. If breakfast is included, then do you not even go down there and no, have some? Yeah. I, I, like why? I don't know. I just feel bad for you missing out on all like the. I don't. I don't feel bad for missing out. I have had breakfast. I know exactly what I'm missing. <laughs> yeah, I know breakfast. exactly what I'm not having, and I don't ever feel like I'm missing because you get another half hour in bed, don't you? So That's a good point. It's a good trade-off. Okay, then. So lunch, then, in that case, what time do you have lunch? So breakfast is a big cross through it. Lunch. Well, lunch is like uh, a movable feast where <laughs> you could have that any time, couldn't you? Really, you could. You could have lunch from, I suppose, about eleven thirty till about four o'clock. Wow. Okay, and then dinner in that case? And then I suppose if it depends, doesn't it? If you've got kids, then that's great. But I'm a comedian and I don't like to eat before I go on stage, so I normally eat about midnight. You have an incredibly uh, varied little routine there. Nick, I did sure. get to a point last year when I was doing lots of walking and uh, I was losing a lot of my COVID weight. <laughs> <laughs> and I would eat like once a day, but I would eat at four o'clock in the afternoon. I would just have a big meal at four o'clock and yeah. then that would be it for, for the day. Oh, wow. Mm. That's cool. I like, I like that kind of mucking around with stuff in terms of changing. You think you always have to have the three square meals a day, but you, you know. I've never thought that. But yes. <laughs> well, let's see. But what I the do. Gen- I am, a, but this isn't about me, is it? It's not mm. about you. No, it's not. It's about the destination. Yeah. So what are we thinking then? First of all, what was the most common answer for breakfast? Nine, eight. Oh, because I don't have kids either, and I don't have like that routine. I don't have a so. 
I don't have kind of, kind of like a regular job like that. So I suppose most people would get up and they'd eat in the morning. So it might be anything between seven and nine. But I would say eight o'clock maybe would be. But are people answering, thinking about their ideal, oh, if it was a Sunday, yeah, I would love one. breakfast in bed at, at, at 10 or 11. But then does 11 become brunch? <laughs> so I would say my instinct is to go... Uh, nine, one, and seven. Nine, look at that straight in with all three answers. Nine, one, seven. I think those are like the standard times, but my one would be, you know, three and midnight. Okay. Okay, I feel like we've got a good sense of that. Nine, one, seven is your answer though, right? I think for, for all those, yeah. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I will go eight, mm -hmm. 12, aka midday, and then dinner. You see, I eat quite late. Only because I'm getting back from London. But I know I always walk past people who like well and truly had their tea and then watching telly for the evening at 8 o'clock or something like that. So I reckon the ideal would be 6. 8, 12, 6 for me. I think 6 isn't bad, but I, I would say 12 is too early for lunch. Okay, well, let's, let's see what the uh, let's see what the destination said. Nick, when you were having that 4pm meal, if someone said to you, what are you eating, what would you have said? Lunch. Okay. But it would technically be breakfast because I wouldn't have eaten. Up until, yeah. When does mm -hmm. breakfast, like, the boundary of breakfast end? I think it gets to, when when you get to 11s and people start calling it something else. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, breakfast is named after the fact that we are breaking the fast. Yeah. So it would be any meal that you've eaten after you wake up. And it might even be a midnight, you know, you've had breakfast at the following midnight because that's the first time you've eaten. But we're not going to get pedantic <laughs> about it. We're going to be region, rational human beings about it. And I think the cutoff point for breakfast is 11s and then anything after that, it becomes brunch. I would say brunch counts between maybe 10.30 and 1. Yeah. And then 1 is lunchtime. Because at school, you would have to work up until one, and then you'd get your lunch break, and then you'd have one more hour at the end of the day. I think we should uh, release an advisory PDF just to clarify Nick's position on the different uh, meal times of the day. But I think I don't think that I'm on my own on this. I think that's like, I mean, that was that was that was enforced on us through school, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You break, you, you know, you have all your sessions up until one o'clock. You have an hour off, and at two o'clock, you go in for a registration, and then you have an hour. In uh, art block. <laughs> Good hypothetical situation <laughs> there. Final period. Um, I've got a tiebreaker question because I might need it. So the tiebreaker, I want you to tell me what was the latest time someone said for breakfast on the destination? We'll refer you to Nick's PDF of the uh, agreed meal times. The latest someone said that they had breakfast. Well, but people work nights, don't they? People, you know, people have all sorts of times... The latest, what, in the day that someone has said, I, what, that they would say their ideal, this is their For ideal. For the rest of their life, yeah. For the rest of their life, if they could pick any time, they would pick 2pm. Two, 2 I'm going to go 10am, just to be controversial. Because then it is going into 11s's lunch, as we've spoken about previously. But I do think that this is kind of, this is, this is like a flexible everyone's got their own interpretation. Can I call it a movable oh, feast? I didn't want to repeat it yeah. earlier, but yeah, of course you can. Thanks. Okay, so the answers are really You've got to say, as a great man once said. As, a great man. <laughs> as the great Nick Helmholtz. So, um, Nick, you did very, very well on that round. I thought that was actually quite a hard round, but you got two out of three on that. And Bush, 
You got a one out of three. Which means that has Nick just taken it? Nick's Nick in has near taken post it. last minute of the game. Nick has taken it. Not bad considering I said Pablo Picasso, <laughs> my favourite Italian. <laughs> so the most common answers were breakfast at eight, which is what you said, Bush. Boom. Then lunch at one, mm. then dinner at seven. Mm. And actually the tie break, the latest someone said for breakfast was two PM. So no. apart from that first one, no. you got... Aced yeah. it. Unfortunately, the tiebreaker doesn't count because you'd already won, but you uh, got I three out won. But we can just add it on as a... Get it on, it's rubbing my, rubbing my nose in it, basically. Yeah. So that means overall, Bush, you got a four out of ten. Nick, you got a five out of ten, which uh, is a very, very respectable score, I guess, the maters. What's the What's the average? The average, that is higher than average. The it is. Top, uh, the top of our celebrity leaderboard, as it stands, is a six out of ten. So you're pretty... You're, I'm only one off that, then. You're only one off that? Only but one is off. That, is that with this with my bonus point added? No, no bonus point. Well, add it. <laughs> <laughs> the true Nick shows his colours. <laughs> who, who got six? Bryony Gordon. Right, OK. It does mean that you win a celebrity guest guestimator's mug. Oh, wow. What about so, that, So, yeah, Nick? add that to your... Oh, wow. Um, I can have my... Two o'clock <laughs> sausage and beans. <laughs> Midnight breakfast. Look at that. Oh wow! Limited edition. Oh, I love it. You can add that. Have you got an Alice Cooper mug that you could add that to in uh, the in the cupboard? Have you got any themed mugs, Nick? Yeah, I got I got all sorts of mugs. Tell us one mug that you've got themed. I got a Dolly Parton mug. Okay. Yeah. You're a big fan of hers. Yeah, I love Dolly Parton. Uh, any other mugs you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more before we wrap up. Okay. Uh, what, what else have I got? Uh, I've got a Columbo mug. This, my Life in Mugs would be a fantastic spin-off podcast, mm. wouldn't it? P- people talk through their mugs and why they, why they do it, why they've got them. Yeah, I, I mainly buy mugs for my um, guests. Okay. My parents drink a lot of tea, but okay. I, don't, I don't. Okay. I don't really do hot drinks. That's don't nice. you? Yeah. Wow, no breakfast, no hot drinks? Yeah. Well, it's not a rule. I'm just never drawn to it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's not. I don't spend time thinking. Oh, I better avoid them hot drinks. <laughs> I just never think about them. Um, have you learned anything about the, the British public then? Before we wrap up, uh, Nick, in this quiz this week, in this episode, um, I, I've learned something about myself, which is that I feel I've always felt like an outsider all my life. But with a five out of ten, I feel like I may be. I'm, I'm more part of the gang than I once believed. I so love that. I, I, I feel better about myself. Well, let's think back to that little boy that was that little lost boy looking out the window on that double decker bus. Maybe if I'd sat at the back of the bus, could have been so different. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our deconstructed celebrity guest, the brilliant Nick Helm. Make sure you listen right to the end of this podcast to hear Statman Matt reveal who topped the listener leaderboard this week. The most sinister ending to this podcast ever. Uh, we love hearing from you, so please let us know you did on social media. <laughs> oh dear. As ever, the voice note number is 07457 404 279. Don't worry, we've got people standing by to help Nick. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter as well. You've been listening to Guestimators. We'll see you next time. <coughs> Bye. Hello, Guestimators. It's Statman Matt here. This is the moment that you've been waiting for, I know. It was a really, really hotly contested leaderboard this week. The highest average score we've had yet with 5 out of 10. And that meant that we had a massive 7 people getting a 9 out of 10 this week, which meant it came down to a tiebreaker. One person got closest to the tiebreaker, which was 2pm for breakfast. And that was Paul Baston. Paul, huge congratulations to you. Your 
Guestimator's tote bag will be on the way to you very soon. Paul had an absolutely fantastic round, obviously. The only question didn't get right was question three, which was what was the most, sorry, what was the least commonly chosen section of the bus? And he said bottom deck front when it was top deck back. But apart from that, got everything right. Well done to everyone else for playing this week. That is it for me. See you soon. <laughs>